Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today we are talking about Rocket Man. Yep. <laughs> I don't I don't even know how to like tell you how I'm feeling about this movie. Like I really really enjoyed it. And and before I looked at the at the Metascore, I wanted to guess what I thought it was going to get. Yeah. Because cuz of course I was comparing it to Bohemian Rhapsody like the entire time. I um, yes, 100%. Because cuz who because who can? I mean it, the the same like Dexter Fletcher worked on it, which I'd like mm-hmm. to know. Cause so so is it true that Dexter came on to Bohemian Rhapsody like at the very very end? I mean he yeah apparently he really popped in there uh, as the director for most of the end of the movie and and all through the editing I'm guessing. So through the ending of of filming or through the ending of like editing? Uh, like he, I mean he was there for all of filming and I think he like took took it. Uh, under his wing, yeah, took it over at the end of the actual production and then was, I mean, basically the director. I mean, uh, you know. Which again. They don't release a lot of information about that, but I think that guy had a lot to do with it. It'd be cool if they had that kind of information in like the the extras of like a DVD or something. I don't know. I I mean. Yeah, I think it was because it was kind of a uh, touchy thing for them uh they didn't want bad press so yeah exactly and uh and in a lot of ways it's it's suffered it that way so it's just it it suffered but then somehow got nominated for and won quite a few oscars so uh, still don't know how that actually happened but not yeah. not bad. Yeah. We we got, you know, the lead uh Rami Malek winning the Oscar. So that's kind of the best you can hope for with that. Really though. And and again, well deserved. He did a great job, but now I can not wait to compare him to Terry. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> like uh, it's crazy. Okay. okay, but yeah, so before I looked at the me- Oh wait, I'll, I'll bring up what I thought the Metascore was going to be before when we get to the Metascore yes, part, right? Yes. So I should, wait, I should wait for that. I thought, like, immediately this movie started, and I was like, okay, here we go. I already love it. Immediately with the musical. <laughs> like, immediately with the song. I and love I was like, it. I, and I was like, yes! Like, immediately with the, with the bitches back! Like, oh my god. Yeah. I, ugh, man. So, I just, like, I think this movie, to me, was so incredibly enjoyable, because I saw it in, like, a Dolby theater, um, so the Ooh. sound was, like, so good. Yeah. And I sat there with the smile on my face the entire movie, unless I was crying because it was sad sometimes. Um, and, yeah, like, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I liked it a lot more than Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> oh, definitely. And- so much more. Like... <laughs> And like, and even though I thought Rami did a great job as Freddy, I looking back now and seeing kind of like Taryn's take on Elton, it kind of just made me think that Rami was really just imitating Freddy, which he was. Like, of of course there was, of course there was some uh, some emotion and actual acting in there. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not saying he did not act well mm-hmm. as Freddy, but I felt like it was a lot more just imitation and like body flow because again his the way his body would move like was Mm -hmm. perfect yeah and and you could tell he put a lot of effort into that yeah he mimicked Um, him perfectly but again since the story was so poorly written and very shallow Mm -hmm. rami didn't really get a chance to really act as freddy he was really just imitating as freddy yes so it's yes 
It's so with different. This, yeah, much yeah, it's different. very, very different. Very much more complex. Mm-hmm. A lot more deep. A lot more emotional. Yeah. With Taryn's own twist. I love that yeah. you had told me. You had told me that Taryn got to sing all of his own. In, it, in his own way, he got to sing Elton's song yes. himself. Yes, yes, he did. And I thought, like, even though, of course, he didn't sound exactly like Elton, because who can sound like the most heavenly angel voice ever? Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, it's it's hard to imitate a yeah. voice. And obviously, Taryn uh, doesn't come close to what Elton actually sounds like, but he is a, a really good singer still. He is. He was a great singer. And I thought he did a phenomenal job just like putting and and like not even really putting a whole new twist on it but you know still kind of like not being exactly elton but still being enough to be very believable yeah i mean i am i was just floored today i was loving every minute you saw it today yeah i saw it today (laughs) um so i just immediately like my first thought was i have to go see this movie again i love it so much and like i would like to see it again uh, like i I gotta listen to the soundtrack like you said you've been doing um i guess on spotify yeah it's, it's on spotify already oh my god it's Aside from the fact that, like, the Elton John songs are just fucking amazing, like, I I just don't know how you, like, ruin a movie about Elton John because his, like, music is so, so good, you know? Um, Yeah, he's got, like, a song about about everything, about every emotion, about every imaginative, creative thought. He's got a song that fits a lot of different situations and aspects of people's life that again that's why I feel like a lot of Elton's songs are used in a lot of other musicals mm-hmm. because they're so they're so well-rounded and yeah. they could even be they could even be like uh recovered and like redone to be used in this sort of way and like they're just very very uh, transformative versatile songs. yeah versatile songs yeah I agree and honestly a lot of the songs when you're listening to them they'll start off uh in the scene at, like kind of explaining maybe a portion of the scene and then kind of go off into their own thing like they weren't trying to squish every single bit of every song into a narrative you know like how in across the universe like, every song they sang was, like, part of the narrative that, like, they really, like, forced the story into the songs, where I feel like this was, the songs were, like, laid on top of the already, the story that really happened, you know, and, and, but in a way more surreal and creative way so that you didn't have to take things so literally. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and also a lot of the effects that you saw, you know, where he turns into a rocket and, like, shoots off into the sky and turns into a bunch of fireworks. And, mm-hmm. and you know, a, a lot of the very uh, theater, like, stage set pieces and, and scenes that kind of played out, like, are really were a really great aspect. And I feel like worked better here than they did in Bohemian Rhapsody because they oh, just yeah. felt, they felt like they were, a, like, along with the story and they, and they fit. Mm-hmm. Where, like, in Bohemian Rhapsody, they were just kind of, like, time fillers. It, it was felt like. also, like, everything in Bohemian Rhapsody was incredibly realistic. We, like, didn't yes. get any surrealism whatsoever. Um, you know, which was a choice by the director and the producers of the film. Um, right. Because, like, it doesn't really work with Queen music to be, like, super surreal like that. Um, so it didn't have that aspect of this being, like, a fantasy, like... It does say that this this movie, the tagline, is based on a true fantasy. Because it's like, this is an interpretation of Elton John's life. And it does not shy away from all the pain and all of, like, the uh, amazing, like, nature of this man. You know, like, we see every aspect of this career that he's had, that the good and the bad. A, lo- a lot of lows, in fact. Yeah, and and I love how they played on the whole true fantasy aspect where like you you saw where Elton began and who and who he became and it's completely different. He definitely mm-hmm. killed the person he was to become Elton John and and you could really only imagine this in your head, but then make it a reality, but then make it this very lucid like like very crazy, surreal, mm-hmm. almost dreamlike situation that ended up being a reality. So it's like, yeah, it's like, 
It's all, it's all. I mean, it's incredible that Elton John is still alive and with us today. Um, and he's, he's like pretty old. Like, you know, let's see. He's, uh, yeah. How old is he? He was born in 47. So. Wow. Yeah. He's, uh. Wow. (laughs) He's like 72, right? No. Am I? Yeah. Uh, eh? (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh let's see what does the thing say uh yeah 72 you're right okay i i did the math right (laughs) you sure did you sure did i i googled it because i wasn't gonna do that uh but (laughs) um but just like seeing his life through this lens and, and the fact that he supported this movie and that he is not afraid of sh- telling his darker sides of his life, um, you know, how he feels about his family and the people who screwed him over and his best friend. And, you know, it, it definitely mirrored a lot of the things that were in Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, but they, oh, they didn't... so closely. <laughs> yeah, but they'd, like, obviously Freddie died, so, like... You know, who knows what kind of person he would have became, and maybe he would have been just like Elton. I don't know. Yeah, it's really interesting that uh, in terms of upbringing, they both seemed fairly different, where at least with with, uh, Freddie's parents, they seemed pretty supportive from what the movie explained. Again, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. one of the movie's weaker points is that the the band wouldn't really let the story go very deep. Yeah, definitely. So we actually don't even know. Yeah. How Freddie's parents reacted to Freddie in general. Yeah, there's um, so much fiction uh, surrounding it that just is, like, fiction that we, the audience, uh, that they wanted to palette to us, you know? Yeah, which I'm assuming is, I mean, for for parents during that time, I would assume that they wouldn't have reacted that well to, to Freddie being who he was. But, again, who knows? Yeah. Again, we don't we don't know, and we can we cannot trust the the details from the movie. But again, what makes Rocket Man such a strong story and such a strong character to follow along with is that Elton was so closely attached to the story and that just made it so much more real, even though it was still a very, very fantastical, surreal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Creative, creative masterpiece. <laughs> like, <laughs> it really know. is. I mean, I was watching it just thinking about especially like the choreography and all the songs there were some amazing song sequences with many people in them and like at the beginning when he's still singing the saturday night is all right for fighting and he's at the carnival and yeah everybody's like leaping and dancing around him and then we've got like another one where he's like in just, honky honky cat or something is what it's yeah, called yeah yeah like he's, he's He's going into stardom and he's like uh-huh. getting all the fancy shit like with a uh, with a uh, what's his name Richard Richard Madden yeah Richard Madden yeah yeah that was that was a really good one like they, they were he was going from like set to set you know like yeah and and even just the his first show at the at the troubadour mm-hmm. with like with like all the audience and how like that was such an amazing scene yeah. like his and then they all lift uh-huh. and I was like what. Because he like, lifted, like, there's a picture of yeah. him, like, up, you know, and it's just, like, of because, course. Because he, d- does he, like, jump off of his piano yeah, at times until, he, like, like, they caught him, like, mid-jump or something? Mm-hmm. He, like, pushes on the piano so that his legs are up in the air, like, way high up in the air. Um, yeah, and then just seeing these pictures of, of comparing uh, Taryn and Elton at the very end of the movie, how, like, things didn't look quite the same, like... Mm-hmm. like Taryn, Taryn's outfits were so much more crazy than yeah. Elton's costumes were. Sometimes, and yeah. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, for for as crazy as they all as the costumes already were, they de- like El- Taryn's definitely seemed very subdued compared to well, Elton's real ones. The one that um, Elton wears in um, Kingsman Two, the Secret Sir, or the Kingsman, the, the second one. Um, yeah, he he wears like that same like feathery, similar feathery peacock outfit with like the really big headdress, you know. Yeah, yeah, he wears it like a yeah. a pretty similar one to the one that El- you know that uh, uh, Taryn wears in in that um, when he's the- got some like that fight with Jamie Bell a little bit. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one with like, yeah, the very peacocky. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it almost, and it like goes into like a, I don't know, it's like a dress, I think, or like <laughs> yeah. a, like a shirt and shirt and toe, like toga thing going on. I don't even know. Like it's amazing. It's very layered. Yeah, very layered and beautiful. But like was... I want to, I want to see these costumes, especially the devil one. Oh, I loved that devil costume. Oh yeah, it, it started the off the movie, end. and yeah, it was yes. Uh... It was beautiful. It's really I gorgeous. Wanna, I just want to like touch these costumes. They're beautiful. Well, I did send um, you a picture of the uh, costumes that were in the Lincoln Center um, AMC. Uh, yeah, which was like what his mom's costume. Yeah, and his, his like bell bottom one um, with like the Rolling Stones tee. Yeah. I think was that it. With yeah, the, with the mouth. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, so still, even before Elton, like, became Elton, like, there's some some great stuff that he wore. Very fashionable. I feel like a very, like, people would probably wear some of the stuff that he's wearing today. Like, it's... Oh, yeah. It's, like, the, the patchy, like, jean jacket and, like, those mm-hmm. those amazing, like, jeans that he wears. Oh, beautiful. So yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Th- it was a very big highlight, um, the fashion, and especially on, on Taron Edgerton, who, again, I'm gonna say, did... I mean, such an epically fantastic performance. I just, I, I couldn't even believe it, to be honest. It was, the, he's so talented. <laughs> he looked so unrecognizable. Like, with how, with how just tired and, like, swollen he looked in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, just going, going into the AA meeting or, like, you know, the, the, the rehab center and, like, with his del, I loved how it started. Like, he just, like, walks in yeah. to this, like, rehab uh, meeting, and he's just wearing his devil getup, and <laughs> and he just sits down, and he's like, I'm an alcoholic, a drug addict, a sex addict, yeah. a shopaholic, a, like, a, you know, a all that, an anger management, cocaine addict, <laughs> meth addict, like... Yeah, shopping addict, yeah, just, uh... Yeah. Anger management, like crazy like just not like a very intense beginning to where like so so different to how we view like Elton now which is just mm-hmm. as like a, a music god and like and yeah. just 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 seeing what he had to go through was just so heartbreaking and and just just horrible and like again like mm-hmm. and I and damn Richard Madden <laughs> Richard Madden is so good at being an asshole. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> he's got that face you want to punch so badly. He's always had like, that, like, like that you just want to plant one on and then just punch him in the nuts, like, <laughs> <Yes>. like <laughs> just immediately, immediately, especially with that just dark immediately. hair. Yeah, God, his his like his little curls, his little waves. Man, I oh, I wish he wasn't an asshole because I loved them together. But then, of course, he turned out to be an asshole. Yeah. But, like, okay, Ugh. there was so much, like, it was very well written and very well acted with the two of them. Like, not just in their sex scene, which was very adorable, but, uh, like, afterwards, when, and when Elton hasn't seen him for a few years and he sees him and it, the way that he's acting towards him, he's just like, oh, like, uh, I love you, you know, and and you're watching it, the, their body language and everything, and I think that that is a mark of, like, some really good acting. Like, he, like, you felt it in the moment. You were like, <gasps> like, what's gonna happen, you know, and then they, go, they run into the closet and start making out, you know, and it's like, that's exactly what you wanted to happen at that time. Um, I just oh, thought yeah. it was really well done, you know. They had such great chemistry, which which is just great because it just makes it more believable. Where I feel like in Bohemian Rhapsody, Rami and that other guy, yeah, I I don't know if they just didn't really have those scenes enough together. They didn't. They had like two scenes together. (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, they did need to have they they needed they needed some time. Yeah, they needed some more time to form this relationship because of course they they were together for quite a bit of time while the guy was like taking advantage of Freddie. So like there had to be some sort of connection still there. Oh, you mean? Oh, I thought you meant the one he ends up with, not the the mean guy. Yeah, the mean guy. Same, same, the uh, mean mean guy. Yeah, same, definitely the same idea with like the the manager dude who kind of takes over. Um, 
Yeah, but I yeah. totally agree with the other guy as well at the very end. Like, yeah. of course, yeah. he's Not very cute. Time. They have their they have their one very cute scene together. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, with and Jim, like, and, Jim. and even yes. though, yeah, Jim, and again, in 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 such very short scenes for Rocket Man, they could, and with some great acting involved as well, like they could really form, um, like a really great chemistry in this short amount of time, and they still they. They gave it enough time to make it work. Well, like I would, yeah, I would say it was the same with Jamie Bell and Taryn, too. Like, the two of them really bonded, and you could see it, like, immediately. You know, like, they sang the song together, they walked down the street together, they lived together, and their relationship was very strong. And you knew that it was going to stay that way, even though he, le- like, left him to, to, you know, deal with his own problems. Um you still knew that there was that that connection there and that, you know, it's just that Elton needed to realize that his best friend was there for him all along, you know? Yeah, because especially when, um, especially on on the plane when Elton uh, has, it really looks like he's had enough. Like, Mm -hmm. he's, he just, I think he had just had that, uh, he had to get, like, his stomach pumped or something. Yeah, yeah. Or he he was in the hospital for some reason, and then of course Richard was like was like yeah he'll he'll be on the stage it's fine get, get him up there yeah and yeah he and he looks like very just like horrible on this plane and Jamie Bell is trying to say like you know I I need to take a break you should come with me like mm-hmm. please come with me you need to get away from this and yeah. he took that took that as like abandoning him yeah yeah when when he was really trying to trying to give him some time away from all of this because it seems again with with the speed of of the story and how everything was going so quickly like and, and you could probably I, I would believe it like that Elton got big very fast like with that mm-hmm. with playing with playing at the troubadour and 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 everything just like kind of going crazy right after that mm-hmm yeah it seemed like he got really big really quickly and that was when I was like, Remember I, I explained in the um, when we did the trailer breakdown about how the Dodger Stadium like uh, one that he did, which they they only stayed a little bit on it. Yeah. Um, it it was like this concert was like so incredible for so many people because he was like the the hottest thing at the time, and just like seeing Taryn on stage like recreating that was like amazing his his showmanship was like it it was it's just like the way that elton was supposed to be like elton is a performer and he's been a performer his whole life you know he he does slightly less flashy things in his older age but still like this guy was great yeah and just seeing how it's it's really interesting I, I was trying to I'm thinking back to him as a child and kind of seeing like where these where these hints of who he would become would like be hidden like you know at, mm-hmm. in him as a kid like because really the only thing that we got from him being a kid was like you know when he was telling his mom like you know I'm gay and yeah. she's like yeah I know like that's I mean yeah but then she's like but no one's gonna love you and you're gonna be alone yeah yeah, you're choosing a life of, of being alone, which, I mean, of, which, of course, we all know is not true. It's really just how, like, he he had a lot of stuff wrong with him. His parents were mm-hmm. terrible. They never gave him the affection he needed. He never had and, any affection. Yeah, so. And and the first couple people that he tried to show affection towards, which, which you know, of course, was Jamie Bell, which mm-hmm. Jamie refused, but then they, they were still able to to move on from that. Yeah. And, and still be great friends even to this day. Yeah. And then... And then with, a uh, Richard Madden. Richard, Richard Madden. Yeah. And who completely just screws him over. And so, of course, who could you trust after that? Yeah. You're like, too big. Yeah. You're too big. Like, at that point, Richard Madden at least still knew that, he, like, if Richard Madden didn't turn out to be such a douchebag, which I, I keep saying his, his actual name, but what was, John Reed. Yeah. Like, if John, John Reed wasn't an asshole, like, that would have been the time to probably find someone because they know who you are before you become big and famous. But, like, it's just, yeah, it's he a crazy just situation. was so selfish, that guy. He was, he was a real douchebag. And, like, 
he forced Elton to fire his previous management, and even though they they had gotten to the place that he was already at, and it's just, that, that just sucks, you know? Like, it, it's all business, but those people worked with him, you know? Yeah, they, they made Ray him who he and, was, and they yeah. were very nice to him. They were, It's not like they ha- he had a first horrible manager. Like, they seemed mm-hmm. to be doing really great stuff for him and really pointing him in the right directions. Yeah, and I feel like this movie is definitely kind of a I'm sorry situation, which I don't even know if these people are still alive, but maybe he's just, like, trying to atone for all of his mistakes, you know? He's showing all the mistakes he made. Uh, and in his youth and in his ignorance, he made all of these mistakes, and now looking back on them, he knows that he was wrong, and obviously, in hindsight, the things that he did made sense at the time, but he can still atone for them now. Yeah, I can definitely see this movie as being somewhat of an apology, and uh, maybe just like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, Elton's fine now, but you, you could even use this as like a chance to reflect on on what you've overcome and maybe even use it as motivation to continue to overcome this. Yes, because he's and been like, sober for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And. Yeah, so I yeah, I, I could definitely see this movie as being almost an apology and maybe just like. I don't know. I just <laughs> I don't know how I, I don't know how you like apologize to your parents though for that no I mean, they're just... totally dead like it, they i know but it... like there's <laughs> but like damn and and then even even when he got big and he was trying to still see his father who had definitely moved on and had two new kids oh i know that was so still... sad like what like what was it about about elton that like made him not like and and then, and then he definitely had changed by the time he had these two other kids. Like, was it just a situation? Like, did he just not care about his mother, and he just didn't like the like where yeah. he was at? Yeah, maybe and he it was, was just just really unhappy man, and uh, took it out on his wife and his kid, you know. And then uh, when he got a new situation, it wasn't as bad. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was really sad. Like watching uh Taryn in, in these emotional parts like there was a lot there was a lot of times where he like teared up and started crying you know and it's it's like so much about like like how sad it was for him and how hard it was for him to see his dad how hard it is for him to talk to his mother about him being gay and like and he got and just married other aspects of his life that he still needs to talk through i mean yeah, yeah even though he's he's famous and he invites his mother and her new husband like out to concerts and parties and stuff like she's still she's still very distant and she's still not helping the situation at all with how yeah. elton's feeling because like by that time he'd been he'd, he'd basically been abused by his manager and like yeah and which was terrifying like geez when, when he like went to the phone booth like when he had like his his tantrum mm-hmm. and like went to the phone booth mm-hmm. to call his mom right, right before the concert and like john like opened it up and like slapped him like oh my gosh i was like Uh, that was really bad oh my gosh which which again like great great acting on richard madden's part but damn yeah definitely and and i didn't even know that uh elton got married and uh, he married like a woman and 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 i yeah i loved that scene that um you know it, it was so quick it was such a small part of the movie but he meets her they sing a song together and then, like, immediately you see them coming out of two different rooms, sitting at a table together, Elton drinking, like, a ton of vodka and a little bit of orange juice. And, like, oh, yes. the two of them just crying at each other, like, in pain, you know, that that this was a bad idea, you yeah, know? Yeah, and then him, like, apologizing to her because he knew that he had done wrong and just, yeah. oh my gosh. I, oh, oh. I was, like, my heart hurt so bad, and I was like, this is so sad, and then, you know, the people in the circle asked him, they're like, so was marriage good for you? And, and he's like, no, because I'm gay. <laughs> like, Yeah, and, like, and who knows what was going through his mind at the time. I mean, he did, he wasn't having any luck with, you know, finding a, a good man to be with, so why not, why not try a woman? I mean, it, it, it seemed like he was sexually adventurous at the time, yeah, so, like, but... if, 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 I mean, I don't know. I mean, who knows what's going through his mind? 
Yeah. But like why but like about about why personally getting married. Uh who knows. Since, since you're yeah. since you're so aware that you're gay, like why? I don't know. I don't know. I maybe he just thought that she was going to be somebody who could comfort him and you know, that was that might have been a good situation for him at the time and he thought that and then it turned out that no cuz he couldn't get the f- fulfillment from it that he wanted. So uh, yeah, you know. almost almost kind of like the Freddie. Uh, what was her name? That the woman that he had married. Oh yeah, what was her name. I mean, but he like At, really loved her. But yeah, like he it, did. It, I think it was definitely different. Um, I forgot what her name was, but the actress is Lucy Boynton, who I think Rami Malek. Mary is, was her name Mary. Mary, yes. I think Rami. Remember at the Oscars, Rami Malek was with her, um, and he yeah. like thanked her like heartedly in her in his speech. And I, like, shouted at the TV, and I was like, she sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my god! I just really don't like her very much. I really didn't like her in the movie. I I don't like the actress. I was like, dude, chill out. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. If she she helped him get through that hot mess of a movie, then she helped him. I mean... (sighs) I guess, yeah. they, They bonded through the... Through the pain, apparently, so... Yeah. So just again, very very interesting things that that happen and it's it's just interesting that it's just interesting how similar a lot of pop star rock star lives can be and just really how um how depressing they can be because I, th- I think right mm-hmm. after the movie because I-, I went and saw this with my whole family my my mom wanted to see it uh, yeah. for her birthday so we went and uh, my dad wanted to see it too and so we all went and at the very end we were all kind of like talking about it and you know uh my dad thought it was very sad I'm pretty sure he cried I think I heard him over there crying oh um yeah and and I think we were like talking about musicians and kind of how creative people come to be and they're usually very very uh they're they're people who've been hurt mm-hmm. and or or go through some very bad things in their life and uh which can usually cause them to make such great things and uh, it's it's really quite depressing at times mm-hmm. yeah to think to think that such beauty can come from such pain um but uh-huh. But as long as he's happy now. Yeah, I mean, he seems like he's doing really well. He's got two children. Um, I mean, he became, like, a new dad when he was, like, 65 or something. So, uh, which is crazy. Wow. (laughs) Like, wow. I mean, I I think, yeah, like, I don't know. it's It's just really old to have kids. But, okay, I mean, he makes it work, so. Well, and I was talking to my coworker about this. I was watching an interview with uh, with uh, John Hamm um, for Good Omens. It's the Wired Wired uh, Google interviews where like they mm-hmm. they had put in you know does John Hamm and then it like they c- uncover it and it's like whatever. And it w- they were talking about John Hamm's past and what he used to do mm-hmm. and before he became an actor. And he was like, well, you know, before I was an actor, I was a drama school teacher. And I was like, uh, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> I was like, John Hamm was a drama school teacher like <laughs> before he became an actor like it's crazy how you can completely like of course it's, it's not completely changing careers but you know change your career at, at midlife it, it made me think about how much time we actually do have <laughs> on this earth and I was like damn I could be I could be doing this, like, for the first 20 years of my life and then doing something else for the next 20. Sure, like, man. Sure. Like, like what? <laughs> it, like, gave me some great positivity towards my future because I'm just like, uh-huh. I'm like, wow. Like, you could just, you could just be one thing and then completely change it around and be something else. Like, it's, it, I don't know. It was some weird epiphany that I had. I had. That's like, really wonderful, Emily. I really like that. You're never too old to do anything. It's really the, uh, you know. You can, you can, exactly. You're you're never too old to be a father. Yeah. Elton, yeah. Thank you. Father at 65. Yeah. A new new father, new father. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean never too old to to do anything new, really. I mean as long as it's safe and whatever, you know. 
yeah, as long as you're safe, as long as you're willing to do it and you're motivated, you you fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so go Elton John and his husband, David. Let's see. I'm gonna. I'm looking through some trivia right over here. Yeah. Let's let's wanna... see. Do you want me to read the plot keywords? Yes. Okay. All of these are right on the money. Uh, Elton John, pop music, pianist, musician, rock star. So yeah, surprising. There's no drug use right in the beginning of that. Um, I know, right? A uh, flamboyance is the sixth one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Such a great plot keyword. Singing in a car. Bromance. 100%. Uh, love that we got some really good bromance in this. Partnership. Oh, here we go. Substance abuse. Right, there it is. All right. Uh, one word title. Title based on song. Yes. These are all pretty good ones, Emily. Not Not ridiculous. That's crazy. Uh, any any cool facts we need to know about this before I keep gushing about Taron Edgerton because I love him so much right now? <laughs> I And I can only say that I'm so happy that he did great in this movie because, because you know, we love him in Kingsman. He's great in Kingsman. Um, he's still great in the second one, even though the second one's not as good. Yeah. Um, John's in it, though. <laughs> El John is in it, yeah. uh, which is pretty amazing. And, you know, we didn't even bother seeing Robin Hood because it was probably going to be terrible. And actually, uh, Kiefer, my friend from work, had seen it and was not happy with, with Taron in it at all. And so he was a little worried about Rocket Man. But since I hadn't seen Robin Hood, I was like, I was like, Keith, he's going to be fine. Yeah. He's he's going to be good. Uh, gonna be good. I, I saw him in Sing, where he plays the, uh, uh, the gorilla, and he sings I'm Still Standing at the end of that movie um, as the gorilla. And so he had sang yeah. that before, and it's amazing the way he sings it in there, but he sings it differently in, in Rocket Man because he's a little, it's a, it's a different feeling. So the way Taryn sings it is, is a lot different. Um, but still really? very, yeah, really good. You should definitely listen to both of them and compare them. I still need to watch Sing. I, I never watched that. Yep. It, I probably should. He's connected to Elton John in, in three ways. I mean, that is three movies. <laughs> yeah, which only makes sense that it would, that he would be chosen and would be, would be able to work really well with Elton mm -hmm. uh, on, on playing him. So, which, so that, cause you, you really want that friendship and that connection to kind of already be there. Yeah. Um, so let's see. So one of the, uh, sorry, tri trivia. I was about to say plot keywords, uh, is uh, the exterior footage of early 1970s LA during the Troubadour Club era was stock 35 millimeter footage that was digitally cleaned up as it would have been mm. far too impractical and expensive to redecorate parts of Sunset Boulevard oh, in yeah. a 1970s style <laughs> just for a few seconds I, yeah. of film required. No, no, I, uh, I totally knew that was stock footage, 100%. I could tell immediately. And when they were in the car, they put it behind the car. I was like, they are like in a set with the green screen in the back, you know. And was that, and one of my very favorite scenes at the very end where he was doing, it looked like a music video. Was that actual like stock footage of the mu of the original music video? I think it is. At the very end. And then they and put then he Taren. was just digitally put in. <laughs> yes. That was so fucking so great. Cool. So great. Oh, and it was such a lame music video. <laughs> I want to watch that music video now. It looks like nothing's happening. People are just like... It's such an 80s music video, though. Like so 80s. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. So funny. But I loved I loved that I'm Still Standing was, like, the the end of the movie song. Because I, I love that song. Me I just too. started listening to it oh, a lot. I loved, to, to, I loved to run to it. Yeah. So yeah, they used I'm, like, to play constantly it. listening to it. They used to play it at, at Bristol Farms when I worked at Bristol Farms. So I heard it a lot. <laughs> Like, every Amazing. day, and I was like, man, this song is great. <laughs> Amazing. I will say, I listen to K-Earth a lot, and I would love to hear a lot more Elton on the radio now. Like, I just... Yeah, you should just, definitely call them and tell them that. Yeah, on their, on their totally 80s, not totally, 
Is it totally 80s? Something Friday. Every Friday they play 80s music, and so you can call in, and I think you can request something. So I should I should call in and request some Elton. Mm-hmm. You definitely um, should. Um, guess what? Uh, Taryn Anderson's gonna be in the new Dark Crystal show. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Yeah. He's gonna... He's a voice. As... As the voice of someone? Yeah, the voice of a <gasps> character named <gasps> Ryan. Dang it! I'm so I'm so excited, and, and I I don't I don't want I don't want to seem like I've I've seen Dark Crystal because I haven't. So like I need I, I need to watch. I'm we gotta super watch excited. It. We gotta watch it. But like I need to watch it. Well, once it comes out, we'll do a whole like you know talking about the series and and the old movie together. Ooh, I'm down. If anyone else is down, please please let us know because <laughs> I I'm gonna watch it anyway. So mm-hmm. if you want us to talk about it, yeah, go ahead. Um, let's see. Here's another trivia. We've got Tom Hardy was attached to star and the film went into development for nearly three years after Hardy's busy schedule com- conflicted. He dropped out of the lead role. What? As, as Elton? As who? Yeah. What? He's too old. I don't no, Yeah. No, that wouldn't uh, have worked. He's too old. Definitely. I mean, uh, Taryn is, is that perfect, like. 30, you know, where he could play anybody who's 18 to 45, like, very easily, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, oh. And James McAvoy and Daniel Radcliffe were considered to play Elton John. How? Oh. I don't know about that. I think Taryn was the right choice. <laughs> I think Taryn was the absolute right choice. I don't see how, how that would have worked. At all. Yeah. Um, let's see. They talk about Jamie Bell being in Billy Elliot. Yes, of course, uh, of course. I love Billy Elliot. I love Jamie Bell. Uh, Elton John was a key figure in helping develop the stage version of the film. I'm assuming for Billy Elliot. So like they all mm. just kind of like work together on various things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a it was like a perfect storm, you know. And uh, I also want to point out how great Bryce Dallas Howard was because everything I see her in, she just gets increasingly better in my eyes, you know? Okay. Like, even uh, even after a Jurassic? Yeah, I mean, she's fine in that. It's like, I really like her in that Black Mirror episode. Um, she's just in a lot of stuff, and, like, I think... She's just she's just increasingly getting like on my on my better list of actresses. Um, okay. And I okay. You know, even though she's she's got like I, I think the reason is because like she's not afraid to put on weight for a role or you know be like a complete like like in this movie she was a bitch you know like she's a she's a bitch in the help too, and I think she oh, fills yeah. that role really well. But in that episode of Black Mirror, she's like. She's somebody you sympathize with. Yeah, she seems she seems very versatile, uh, and uh, and it's good that she's that she's still doing some very versatile roles so that we can see we can see what she's what she's really capable of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I started Black Mirror. I'm not I'm not to the to the Bryce Dallas Howard episode yet. I think I'm only on season two. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's interesting. I'll, I'll continue. It's, uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a brand new episode out with Anthony Mackie in it, so I'm gonna watch that one. They didn't release the full, the full new season yet? I don't They're know. one I, episode? I think they just released one episode time? right now, because they did the interactive episode one, and that oh. was its own thing. And I think that this next season is, this is like the first episode of the next season, um, they're trying to let them out in, in parts, I suppose. I'm not really sure. Just just so they could hype up every episode, you know. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, here's another trivia that I think is interesting. It says that music producer John Reed is portrayed in this film by Richard Madden. Madden's Game of Thrones co-star Aidan Gillen portrayed John Reed in Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh. Wait, John yeah. John Reed is also in Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah, that's what it says. Wait, I gotta look this up. Wait a minute. Is it the same person? Oh. Wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm having a freak out here. 
I'm having an actual freak he's, out. Oh, okay. He's, I he's see. He's older. He's older. I see. Oh. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Eden Gillen is Littlefinger in I, I see. Um, so he's he's not played by, uh, what's his name? Um, the guy who's me, the mean boyfriend in in Bohemian Rhapsody. That oh no, that's Al, that's Alan Lee. Alan Lee. Yes, yes. He's Paul, right? Was that his yes, name? Yes, Paul. Yes. Um, yes. But Paul. John Reed also had Queen, um, and he was the manager. In that too, and he's kind of a dick in in that movie too, wasn't he? I I don't quite remember his character all that much. I don't know. Uh, I mean, but you know, once a dick, always a dick. So I guess uh, I would assume he was he was mean in that. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember him in, in Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I do. I I remember him because I remember they were like in the car together and, um. Well, didn't. Oh, and he didn't like Paul, fired him. Did Paul tell him to fire him? Yeah, yeah. Like Alan Leach was like trying to tell him that he should try and fire his other manager or something, and then like he brought it up to him in the car, and he's like, "Get out of my car!" and he fired him. Like he fired John Reed. Yeah, but I don't. I don't remember him being. I don't remember him being that bad. Okay, well, there's a Screen Rant article that says Rocket Man. Why Elton John's manager was so different in Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, just, are you are you able to quickly skim? Should I should I go through the Metascores a little bit? Yeah. Should I, should I tell you my Metascore story? Yeah. So like. <laughs> Yes, tell but. me the Metascope story. So, after the movie, I, I needed some I needed some time to reflect and think about it, obviously. And um and I was like, alright, I don't wanna look at the Metascore until I until I till I give it my own rating and then and then I'll look at it. So I th- I'd given it like a seventy three, I think. Mm-hmm. Seventy three, seventy four. And so now it's got a seventy, which again, I don't remember I wanted to because I think Bohemian Rhapsody's score has gone down. Because wasn't it higher when we first did our podcast on it? We could go listen to it and find out, but I'm too lazy. Well, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to mess up this recording. I don't know. I, I'm curious. I'll, I'll probably look, look back and, and listen, but I, I thought it had gone down. If it, if it had gone down, maybe I'll let you guys know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you mm-hmm. care? You probably don't care. Uh-huh. All right. Let's look at these. So I got a 70, obviously. You have anything on the article, or should I keep going? No, um, uh, I got some stuff. So apparently, Elton John sued him, like he said he would do in the movie. Uh, oh, yeah, and the, it was settled in in court with Reed paying John uh, three point four million pounds. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, so definitely, this is like a very true thing that they were in love, and then they were estranged, and then he sued him. Um, of course, there still is artistic license, uh, but Bohemian Rhapsody also took, took the artistic license and, and, uh, it, it says, Rocket Man is more accurate at depicting true events as well as recreating musical moments, whereas Bohemian Rhapsody took artistic license and focused more on the music of Queen than the real drama behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. Uh, let's see. I'm reading through these meta scores. Yeah, it is what he does fire him in the car. I was right about that. Um So in the in the reality that didn't actually happen. Uh he didn't actually fire him in a car in Bohemian Rhapsody. Um it says the reality as with most events in Bohemian Rhapsody is very different. <laughs> Reed was Queen's manager for three years, during which time he was in a relationship with Elton John. The band were enjoying a meteoric rise to fame, releasing hit after hit, and both Reed and Roger Taylor speak well of their time together, and the band parted ways actually amicably. Uh, But it says, Taylor did suggest, though, that the part of the reason they moved on to other management was because Elton John was jealous, feeling a bit threatened by their success. Really? Yes. Interesting. I mean, that's what Roger Taylor says, but who knows? 
who knows what's real anymore? Yeah. So this guy was in both movies, which is fucking crazy. Anyways, continue on the meta scores. Um, one that I kind of want to discuss is uh, Screen International. They gave it a 60. Yeah. And I don't completely disagree with what they said because I, I did kind of feel... Like, here, I'll, I'll read it. Okay. Uh, Rocketman is Rocket Man is so energetic that it's possible to be swept away by its enthusiasm for putting Reg on a pedestal. Too often, though, the film just flattens you, demanding fealty to Sir Elton. Now, I don't think it flattened you. Mm. I think that, that it really circled around the same themes mm-hmm. for a bit too long. Yes, in the middle Like, there. they... Yeah. They... Yeah, in the middle. It was just... It just kept circling and spiraling and circling and spiraling, yeah. which I thought was still good, but maybe just a bit too lengthy, because, like... Because we, we got them all. Yeah. Got him. He had... He... There were obstacles about him being gay, about his drug use, about his manager, about, like, it, we, we got it, mm-hmm. and it just mm-hmm. was a bit... Too much, I thought. But again, I thought a lot of that really, really helped tie to the emotion. And, and yeah, and even though it didn't, and it didn't have to stem much farther than that. This yeah. was, this was an origin story. I mean, what else did you think was going to happen? I mean, and it yeah. didn't flatten you. I thought no. it was still, I still thought it had a, it did a very good job in portraying all of the emotions of what was happening while still putting a lighthearted feel of, of what was to come and what Elton was going to be. Like, it wasn't. So I I agree, but then I disagree with that. Well, I also think that it continued with that because then it got to show us more musical numbers where Elton was having like moments of being being caught up in the whirlwind, being too like not knowing where he was and everything, and it it was like that for years. So it's not like that period of his life was short. Um, and so we, we did get, like, musical numbers in there talking about his drug use and stuff, and when he, like, takes all those pills and falls into the pool, we get his, like, uh, reflection about singing the song Rocket Man, and it's, like, so beautiful because he sees his younger self singing, and, like, he's on the bottom of the pool. Like, I thought it was an amazing sequence. Yeah, and, and again, a lot of these a lot of these sequences that happened to, like, kind of re-energize the movie were, were also very good in keeping with the themes and the messages and, and the, uh, the almost, like, metaphors of, of things that were happening to him currently and, like, how he was feeling. Because, again, this was a very emotional movie. And, and we got a lot of very great visuals to tie to these emotions. Mm -hmm. And it, and yeah, so... And again, and, and, and like you said, this happened for quite a long time to him, and so feeling like it kept just repeating and repeating and repeating and never ending, that definitely could have been a very strong point of the movie that, you know, we were then feeling, wow, this is, this must have been a torturous, like, yeah. arduous, like, frustrating that you just keep feeling these feelings about yourself and about the people around mm-hmm. you, and you can't, you can't escape it. Yeah, and it's not like problems get solved so easily, you know, it's, it's definitely a lot of work, and it's a lot of, like, self-reflection, and it's a lot of, like, sitting on a problem for a really long time, like, being with the wrong person for too long, and all that, so. Yeah, until, until getting the motivation to, to fix it, to change it. Yeah, um, I want to read the rap one, which is a 70. It says, it's all grand and fun and corny, a musical fantasy that reaches for the sky and gets there often enough to make it diverting, but also frustrating. Yes. Yes. And I feel like, and I feel like that is very synonymous with what the movie was trying to portray, because again, there are a lot of fun things about being an artist. You get, you get adoring fans, you get amazing costumes, you get to, you get to give the world great music, but then there are a lot of frustrations that you also need to deal with and you need to to avoid and get away from. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so again, all, I I totally agree. Agree. Well, there's, there's one 100 on here um, by the Telegraph that it says, not only does Edgerton have Elton's look and mannerisms down to an uncanny degree, he also musters up enough of his subject's signature showmanship to give a performance that joyously at peace with its own preposterousness. Perfect. It, it's amazing. Perfect. 
Amazing. Amazing. Superb. <laughs> A plus. Great job, movie. A, A plus. Good fucking job, Taryn. I know, I'm... Good. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I'm so happy. Like, I saw this movie and I walked out of this movie and I was, you know, I walked out on Broadway because that's where this this uh, movie theater is on the street of Broadway. And I walked down the street. How fitting. Yeah. And I, which is a lot of things. A lot of things are at Broadway. It's a very long street. But yeah. um, it's just like, I was walking down the street and I was so happy. I was just. I was, like, strutting down the street to the grocery store. Just, like, that was such a great experience to watch this movie by myself. I, I had half a Chipotle burrito in the beginning. I, I, I just, I had such a great time watching this together today. <laughs> and, uh, you know, enjoying it for what it was and just, like, this is why I go to the movies, you know? Yeah, and I, I really think my family enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, I found myself singing uh, Elton for the next couple days. Yeah. It was just, it was just, damn, those songs are catchy they're and great. so like, fucking catchy. Just... I was singing it in the movie. I was, like, like trying not to sing very loudly, but it, I just couldn't help it. Yeah. I, I was mostly, during the movie, the only one I kind of felt inclined to sing was the one at the very end, which was, like, don't go breaking my heart. Oh, and like they I were like singing it song. during the I love that song. <laughs> it's like one of my favorites. Um, but I, I was mostly uh, just like watching very intently Elton I mean uh Taryn sing these songs. Like I just I could not look away from him. <laughs> he is just electrifying. <laughs> that deck actor is just I, I mean all the other things I've seen him in, it which is basically mostly just uh Kingsman, I, they just don't use him to his full potential, is is all I'm like I'm seeing. <laughs> Exactly, and apparently he loves to sing. So, oh, Terry, yeah. please, please do more musicals. Well, he's I... doing sing too. So, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that he takes, he, he takes this, uh, he takes this opportunity to, to do some more great things. No more, no more Robin Hoods, Taryn. This is, <laughs> that's not, this is not what you do now. This is what you do. Yeah, you don't do that anymore. Yeah, I feel like he got cast in that like as soon as he was in Kingsman. Like, they right. were like... just because of the hype. They're, they're like, yeah. oh, we need someone... We need someone who's hot yeah. and new. Like, just just get him in here. Get him in here. Well, boy, like, is he hot. Boy. <laughs> oh, he's so great. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for his future. I'm, I'm gonna... I'm gonna... I'm gonna follow this intently. We're, we're now official fangirls of Taron Edgerton, so... Oh, we need a... We need a... We need a fan name... Does anyone have fan names yet? Oh, I was thinking of of the fan name for for Jacob for Jacob Tremblay. Oh, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm tying it back to a previous episode, you guys. Uh-huh. Um, in the in a previous episode, I was trying to think of a good of a good name for Jacob Tremblay fans, and I think I think the best I could think of was like was like a like a tremble a trembler. Oh like, yeah you know, yeah yeah, trembler for sure. Yeah, a trembler. Yeah. So, um, I'm down. If anyone's down, let's spread the word. Let's show the let's show him some love, Jacob. Love you, love you, kid. Uh, but now we need one for Taryn. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, oh my gosh. Taranites. Oh my gosh. What do we do? Edger toners. Uh. <laughs> Edger toner. <laughs> Tear. Oh dang it. All right. Okay. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to think about this. I will think of some ideas. Bring it, bring them to the next one. Okay. We're carrying this through. We're gonna carry it through. Um, we're gonna carry it through. Yeah. So if you Ow. if you liked Rocket Man like we did, please let us know. Um, you can write to us. Uh, our emails are all by the popcorn podcast at gmail.com or all by the popcorn at gmail.com. You can also find us on various social medias, including Facebook. Just find our page and Twitter. The handle is at buy the popcorn and instagram that the handle is at i'll buy the popcorn podcast and if you could write us a review we're on google podcasts like the google play store um we're also on um soundcloud obviously and uh itunes if you guys write us reviews it really helps other people find us and our ratings go up and we would love to reach more people so tell your friends (laughs) Tell your friends, <laughs> tell your parents, tell your, tell your siblings. I don't know. Just whatever. Do do whatever you feel is necessary. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk to you all next time. All right. Nice. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.